Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 174. We're going to talk about whether or not creating a new team is a good idea. Right. Before we do that, let's talk about our sponsors. First, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website, and order your bats, use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. It's a great way for you to save a little bit of money on a great bat and also help support everything fast pitch at the same time. Talking about supporting us, become a patron. We need more patrons. People, please come on board if you can. You go to patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. It's $5, 10 or $20 a month. We really need to get another handful of people to come on board. We are so close to breaking even. It's kind of heartbreaking that we keep coming up. We got to get there. We keep coming up short. You know, thank God we've gotten as close as we have. Thank you to all the patrons that are supporting us. I'd say if we could get 12 more people to come on across the spectrum. Another handful. And I think we'd, we'd be in the black. You know, if they were all $20, we definitely would be in the black. Yeah. Okay. So $5 is not too bad. $5 is a big help. A lot of people do a little, it makes a big difference. So let's talk about this. I'm assistant coach. Yep. On our team, there's three or four players that just love me, that think I'm a great coach. So I got got to decide, I think I'm going to take those three or four players and that's going to be my nucleus. We're going to create our own team. We're going to start all over and build a new team with those three or four as our nucleus. So good news is you got three or four kids that are pretty solid, pretty solid, that you like coaching, that you know, like you as a coach. But the bad news, we need another. It means we need eight, nine, ten more kids to actually have a team. And this is where I think this whole discussion goes completely off the rails. This is why we have this nonstop barrage on Facebook, where every time I open up one of the Facebook groups for fast pitch softball, the first 25 things I see on every single page is we need two new players to round out our beautiful roster. We've got a you know, championship caliber team. We just need three more players. You know, we need a bracket ready pitcher and we'll be ready to compete for the national championship. But I think that whole second part of this discussion, the all those Facebook posts and all those teams desperately looking for players is way too many people start off with three or four kids and think that's enough to start a team. No, I think that the the concept that we've diluted the talent to a point that's really challenging for everybody. And counterproductive maybe for kids progressing like we'd like them to right. as well. It's at a point where, you know, everybody's scrambling from tournament to tournament to make sure we've got a whole roster. Right. The The number of teams that are rock solid that don't need a player or two is probably smaller than the number of teams that do. Oh, and when sure. you think about that, it's kind of a scary thought because obviously the pool to draw from the depth of that pool has been drained so drastically because every one of these teams that has three or four good players that are going to split off and start a new team are the kids that should be that pool that should be finishing off the teams that are already 
existing that already are pretty good that need one or two They're good players. They're rounding them up. Right, yeah. that, that should be the last couple of pieces to a team instead of everybody getting this idea that because we have a group of three or four kids. So the reason I want us to talk about it is that I want to stem the tide. I want us to slow this trend down. We've got so dang many travel teams. It's ex- ridiculous. It's exciting, Tori, that there's that many people that are willing to do what it takes to organize, to but go the extra mis- mile. But and- they're misguided in what mm-hmm. it really does take. And that's why we have the, the second half problem of all these teams that don't really have enough players. And I don't know about you, but there's no way, there's not enough money in the world. There's not enough. <laughs> but no, we know better. Right. There, there's no way in the world that I would be sitting here, you know, a month before our first game, still looking for a player and be happy about the fact that I have a team. Right. Right. And even if it's, I've got 10 good players and I think, you know, we could play, but we still need one or two to have the depth. Picking up every week. Right. And I've been on that picking up players, adding players ride recently. And, you know, it has definitely soured me on this whole thing. You know, this idea of let's just start a team and let's just advertise for players and let's just have tryouts and let's just build a team is something that on paper seems like a really good idea. And in a fantasy world where everything goes the way we want it to go is a really simple plan to fulfill. The reality of it is way more complicated and way more difficult to achieve. And again, part of the reason is because we have so many teams all looking for a player, when that group starts off with three or four really good kids that we're going to build around, the competition for the other eight kids that they need is so drastic, so crazy that it's hard to put it together. Absolutely. Well, and when we talk about the the excitement and the wonderful part of the experiences that we had when we played ball, we were a part of groups that were together for a long time that had competition within the group because of the numbers. We had enough kids in there that made us work hard all week so that we'd get a chance to play on the weekend. And also too the the cohesiveness and the the functionality of everyone knowing the pop-up communication, everybody knowing how we do rundowns, everybody knowing how our relays happen, looking down at the coach's box and and seeing the look in the coach's face and the the confidence that they have in in you as a, a player kind of goes out the window when we're having to add two or three different kids every weekend. And we're talking about trying to create a a championship team or we're just a couple players short of a championship team. And again, I think that we're falling short if we, if we don't build a bigger, stronger base to to really get started. So, so, so the moral to the story is having the idea, the, the plan of starting your own team, if that's what you really want to do, then what I think we have to do is we have to just be honest with ourselves and start to realize the number of kids you have to already have committed to playing for you needs to be a whole lot closer to your finished roster than a lot of people have been thinking that they needed to. I think where there's way too many of the, I've got four kids, I'm going to find eight that really should be, I've got eight or nine, I need to find two or three. We need four kids from four teams. And that to me, I think is is where this uh, discussion needs to go. And Don, I agree with you. It's exciting that so many kids want to play and so many people want to have teams. Want to help, yeah. But flip side of it is, and we talked about this several weeks ago on Everything Fast Pitch, it's shocking to me how we live in a time in this game now where we're, we're playing fast pitch softball and comparatively, we have way more great players, way more really good players than we used to have. A lot more. And less good teams. Right. 
And and there's just no nice way, and and very few great teams. And I had this discussion after we did the uh, Everything Fast Pitch podcast. I'll share this with y'all. One of the dads who is a regular listener who I work with his daughter in lessons basically wanted to have an argument with me because his daughter plays on a really good team. And he's like, well, our, our team can win the national championship. And I said, well, okay, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say that they can't, but what national championship are we talking about? <laughs> right, first. Right. That, you know, what, what, what national championship are we talking about? And cause that's part of my idea of whether or not you're really a great team. Cause there's some national championships that are much more, Southeast vaca- Invitational. Yeah, mu- much yeah. more vacations than they yeah. are yeah. high level softball tournaments. But then the flip side of it is where's your roster from? He's like, well, what do you mean? I said that he said that doesn't have anything to do. With it. I said, no, for my point uh, in my argument, it does. I was talking about back in the day when you had 60 great players from the Atlanta area all of whom could go to practice together every, I mean, on a Tuesday night, they could all get to practice. I mean, that they all lived that close to each other. They were all in the you know, metro Atlanta area, spread out over four teams, and every one of those four teams could win the national championship. It's like, well, you know, there, there's four teams in Atlanta now that can win the national championship. Okay, great. How often do your kids practice? Well, we hardly ever practice. Well, then I don't think you're a national championship caliber team. They like, don't oh, no, know, but we're really talented. I said, I agree you're really talented. Where's your team from? We got one girl from Virginia. We got two girls from Michigan. We have one girl from Arizona. We have one girl from Texas. And we have seven girls from Atlanta. So what's practice look like? Well, we don't practice. We just show up and, and talk about a few things and we play. Right. That's the point. That's why I'm, I'm still arguing we don't have great teams. Because great teams, as you said know how to do rundowns. They know how to do cutoffs. It's not that they are you know, so dominant on the mound that they win games, even though they can't play defense worth a lick. They win games because they get 15 strikeouts a game, so the other six outs, they got to catch pop-ups. Right. You know, we're talking about you know, nitty-gritty playing against other great... So it all comes back to this whole point. There are a lot of great players. There's way too many teams. Players are too spread out. So we have less great teams, and we have a whole lot of teams that don't really need to exist and I can tell you they don't need to exist because they're all looking for players every week to play. If you don't have a team that's going to show up this week, you don't have a team. If you're on the phone begging kids to play just so you can have nine kids to play this weekend, that's not a team. And nobody can tell me that's a team. So that's my old man <laughs> rant for the day. That's a that, that that's like playing pickup at the park. That's like we're just going to show up and we're going to get our you know we're going to run around a little bit. We're going to. You know, have uniforms because it's a little bit organized. We're not really a team because we don't, I mean, half those kids don't even know the girl's name who you just picked up to play this week. Isn't that crazy? And that's, again, why I would advocate having a larger roster so that it's rare and odd to have right. to pick anybody and, up. And, and if you're going to, and for all of you coaches who want to be, you know, have your own team, they want to, you know, want to start a team of your own, there's nothing wrong with that idea, but change your thought process. If you don't have almost a whole team before you start. It's going to be tough. Don't. Don't do it. Don't do it because you're not going to be happy with what you're going to end up with because you're going to be scraping the internet wavelength, dying to find one more kid that fits your age group just so you have somebody to put in a uniform, just so you have enough kids to play. And to me, that's not having a team. That's not playing real softball. That's just you jumped into the deep end of the pool before you were ready to swim. No, I think that's an exciting topic, Corey, for sure. All right. So. Have more kids before you're ready to start your own team. Make sure you're close to having a full roster, and I think we'll all be a whole lot happier. 
and I'll be able to look at Facebook and look at the groups on Facebook looking for things to talk about other than how many teams need one more player. Yeah, we got we to gotta figure that one out. For sure. So that's going to wrap up episode number 174. Please make sure you support Anderson Bat Company. Become a patron if you can. Go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. As always, go to the fastpitchprep.com website and uh, order your Square Cuts training discs. Check out the YouTube channel and the blogs. And for Coach Don McKinley, our producer, Stan Lewis, Coach Tori San, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.